0: Hey guys, I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm the chief creative officer, a motivational speaker, and a life and business coach at a company called Rayma Team. I'm also thriving in the face of a life threatening illness called cystic fibrosis. This weekly podcast is a series of real life stories and conversations meant to encourage you with hope and, more importantly, Equip you with action steps to transform your life, your career, and your relationships. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the She Who Overcomes podcast. I am doing something today that I hadn't planned on doing actually, but I was thinking about some content to share with you. And I realized that I haven't shared any of the content from the very first book I ever wrote. So, believe it or not, She Who Overcomes is not the first book that I wrote. In fact, uh, that book came out, oh, almost like four to five years after the very first book. The first book I ever wrote might even still be available on Amazon. You can go see if it is but it was actually called in sickness and in health lessons learned on the journey from cystic fibrosis to total health so i wrote this back in 2011 before i got super sick uh i wrote it when things were going well and i i wrote it from the viewpoint of my personal growth journey at that point i was only two years in for real And um, I was just sharing the basics of what I had learned. Well, the other day I was going through some boxes and I found this book and I was flipping through the pages and I realized that for people who are just starting out in their personal growth journey, there are some nuggets of wisdom that I shared back then that I had forgotten about. You know, sometimes we get going on this journey of our own personal and professional growth and we forget about how far we came. We forget what it was like to be in the first year or two of the journey, still trying to find our purpose, still trying to find our authenticity, still trying to find ourselves instead of being who everybody else thinks we should be. And we just forget about that. And so today, for those of you who are further along on the journey, I want you to be encouraged and maybe you'll hear something that you've heard before but forgot about, so it can be a reminder of you to keep going, to keep growing. And for those of you who are only a year in or less, or maybe just, you know, a year and a half into your personal growth journey, I pray that this encourages you to keep going. Too many times we get tired on the path of growth. And instead of doing the things that were helping us, we stopped doing them. And then we wonder why everything seems so bleak. It's because we stopped doing the things that were working. We stopped hanging out with the people that were growing. We stopped plugging in to the things that were challenging us and feeding us. We went back to our old way of thinking, our old way of living, because that was more comfortable even though it was unfulfilling. So I pray that this encourages, to you, encourages you today. This is from chapter 9 in my book, In Sickness and in Health, and it's called A Little Bit Every Day. The morning session was starting, and people scurried to their seats as a woman with dark brown hair and tan skin walked to the front of the room and took her place by the podium. Her yellow shirt with white capris was the perfect outfit on a beautiful summer day, but they also spoke of her confidence and authenticity. I opened up my notebook, put my black and green pens on the table, and took a sip of my coffee. Take consistent action every single day or a year from now, Catherine began saying. Part of your belief will have died. A burst of energy surged through my body as I heard her say those words. So that's what that feeling was every time there was a lack of consistency in my life. It was my belief slowly dying. My hand jotted down her words quickly, and I was eager to catch the next phrase that came out of her mouth. Catherine Lee made a decision 16 years prior to be consistent in working her home business every day. She weighed 300 pounds at the time, had a two-year-old, and was juggling her bills every month. Her decision to work one to two hours per day consistently paid off. 16 years later, she had lost 175 pounds. She had the luxury of raising her kids while working from home, and she built her business to the point of having financial freedom while helping others to do the same. Her real-life example of consistency and her weight loss story created such a buzz that she appeared on The Oprah Show three times. Here she was standing before a room full of people sharing her wisdom. There was no way any of her words were going to escape my grasp. Consistency The dictionary defines consistency as Steadfast adherence to the same principles, course, or form. Hmm, that sounds great and all, but how does that apply in real life? Maybe you've wondered what that means for your life too. Consistency is something that used to be a struggle for me, or so I thought. The truth was, I knew how to be consistent. I had done it many times throughout my life, but during my adult years, my consistency seemed to be directed at the wrong thing. You see, growing up with cystic fibrosis, consistency was something that came easy. My parents taught me early on to keep a routine. Every day, certain things had to take place. I had to do, de- I had to do breathing treatments. I had to take pills. I had to do everything, everything possible to not get sick and call the doctor immediately if a cold or the flu seemed to be on the way. Doing all of these tasks at the same time every day made it so much easier to live a normal life. But then I became an adult. And with that was the new challenge of juggling the consistency of taking care of my health while going after my dreams at the same time. And this is where I dropped the ball. Instead of applying consistency in the new area of going after my destiny and owning it, I made the choice to give up on my dreams and I focused only on living the consistency of life with a disease, a life-threatening disease at that. And here's the part I missed back then for about seven years. No matter what our circumstances are, we were not made to give up and give in to sickness, debt, bad relationships, or whatever messes seem to follow us around. Just because our health requires a little bit more care than the average normal person that doesn't mean we can't continually go after our dreams. Our dreams are there for a reason, and whether we are living in sickness or in health, they're meant to be lived, not just dreamed about. Well, I was notorious for consistently having big dreams and then sitting on the couch waiting for them to happen. I guess you could say I lived in the land of no common sense. Seriously. In my mind, I believed this lie that said someday I would be pumping gas at a gas station and singing a song when lo and behold, some talent agent would find me and sign me up to become a singer right then and there. Yeah, I really believed that my dreams would appear with no effort of my own. The thing about believing that lie was this. Every single day, thoughts of what could be popped into my head, and like clockwork, I consistently pushed them aside by listening to those little gremlins on my shoulder screaming, you can't do that. You're nothing but a sick person destined to die young. Stop dreaming. Stop trying. Give up. Give in. Just hook yourself up to your vest and do your breathing treatment again and stop dreaming. It's kind of funny to think how consistent I was with entertaining those lies. The lies finally became so uncomfortable that a change had to happen. And that change started with a decision the decision to stop being consistent about watching TV, eating chips, and wishing my life away. The decision to stop consistently believing the statistics that said I would die before I was 30. Actually, to just stop paying attention to the statistics altogether, I made a decision to start being consistent with reprogramming my brain for success, reprogramming my body for health, and consistently going after the destiny that haunted me every day. Once that decision was made, to be consistent with entertaining thoughts of life and consistently doing the work to get, to get to my dreams while staying healthy, that's when my entire life changed. This might seem redundant, but as my mentor says, repetition is the mother of skill. So it's important to hear it all again as you learn these new skills. It started with slowly changing my eating habits. Then, walking and running became more of a routine. Before I knew it, every day I was doing a little bit more to get me to my goals. Once my body and my immune system became consistently stronger, I was able to start working on my brain and ultimately my skills. For three years, I consistently learned from some of the best trainers in the world to get the skills to do what I wanted to do. As the director of public relations at the Staybridge Suites, it was my mission to practice the skill of putting others first and speaking their language. So after two years of consistently talking to other people a little bit every day, not about myself, but about them, it was no longer difficult to put my pride aside and speak the language of the person my attention was focused on. In fact, it happened so swiftly, and yet so gradually, that I didn't even notice. Someone else had to point it out to me. That's what happens when we do a little bit every day. Eventually, The things that we consistently do, little by little, become such a part of us that we don't even have to think about it anymore. So maybe you're a parent and you just got the news that your baby has cystic fibrosis. Or maybe you're the patient and you're navigating through the emotions, the rage, and the uncertainty of your daily routine of whatever diagnosis you just got. Wherever you are right now, choose to be consistent. Maybe you're just trying to find yourself, to stand up for yourself, to be you. Be consistent. Parents, consistently tell your children every day that they can choose how to react to their circumstances. Consistently build them up. Teach them how to take care of themselves. Consistently paint a picture of how they can reach their dreams, even in the midst of a life-threatening disease. Consistently put new habits and skills into action. Do a little bit every day. Don't expect to swallow it all at once or you're going to gag. Even worse, you might choke. Small steps every day are the key to lasting results. A year from now is coming. You might write this day down in your journal and maybe have some great goals listed for next year. But the truth of the matter is this. If you don't do something every day, just a little bit to get you there, you'll be in the same spot a year from now that you are right now. So where do you want to be a year from now? If you don't take consistent action every day, part of your belief will die. Your belief in who you were meant to be. Your belief that things can be different and better. Don't let your belief die. Rise up and be consistent day in and day out. Do a little bit every day because a year from now is coming. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. But for now... If you would take a moment and write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that would mean the world to me. I also want to give a shout out to my very handsome husband, Mr. Nate Anderson, for editing this podcast. For more information, go to www.raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under the name Ms. Mandy B. Anderson. Oh, and one last thing. I hope you heard something today that gave you the courage to rise up and overcome that thing that you've been facing. You're stronger than you think. I'll see you next week.